Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1694. Today we're talking hot rods with the good guys. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm in beautiful Pleasanton, California, with a very special guest by the name of Andrew Ebel. Andrew, welcome to Cars Yeah, my friend. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Let's go. Let's do this. We'll have some fun. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, I want you to share one little thing with the Cars Yeah audience that most people don't know about you. Well, a lot of people know that I'm an outdoor enthusiast, uh, but what they don't know is I really like to be outdoors on my own. I love solo backpacking, solo hiking. There's something about kind of being out in nature by yourself, uh, you know, miles out of town. And that's probably the one thing that uh, uh, a lot of people don't know. Really? You know, I think there's a lot to that. And I've had some guests on the show that make a effort to every so often each year, maybe a couple of times to go out into the wilderness and experience that on your own. I think there's something very majestic. I live up here in the Pacific Northwest where the trees are very tall. There's beautiful places to go hiking around here. And there's nothing like walking into the woods and just stopping and listening and touching a tree or a rock or listening to a brook go by that's really healthy, I think. Oh, it's it's absolutely healthy and it's magical. It's spiritual. There's a lot you can find. And I think it's great to spend outdoors time with your friends and family. That's always a lot of fun. But there is something unique about kind of, like I said earlier, being miles off the, you know, the main roads and you're all alone and you're going to spend the night out there on your own. And, you know, those uh, kind of intimate fears you might have and kind of working through those. And there's a lot of, a lot of reward at the end of those kinds of trips. And so I enjoy them. It definitely makes me a little bit of the person I am. Well, I think it's great. Rick Ward, who is a guest here on the show, has worked in creative field for years. And he used to work with the Beatles, actually, back during Abbey Road and so forth. And when uh, George Harrison was getting into his spiritual time and so forth, Rick joined him with a guy named Deepak Chopra, who was just kind of getting going back then. And they did a three-day nature silent retreat where he said, for three days, we couldn't talk. We went out into nature and we couldn't talk. And he said it was it was at first very weird, very difficult. But after the second day, he said it was a bit spiritual and very rewarding. And it forced him to be a better listener and observer, which I think we can all do a better job at that. Right. I think it's like paramount in our business lives, right? It it helps you in so many ways. Like we talked about the personal uh, benefits involved, but you're right. It can carry over and you can learn some stuff. It's funny because oftentimes I find myself talking to myself. I'm not the most quiet guy. (laughs) So there's many times I've been out there and, uh, you know, I'm fishing and I'm talking to the fish. I'm talking to myself, but uh, it's the quiet solitude that's important. And yeah, you're right. It's so much, so many benefits involved with it. Absolutely. Well, let me give you a proper introduction before we get too deep and spiritual here. We're going to come back to yeah. the reality of hot rods and cool times. Andrew Ebel is the chief operating officer at Good Guys Rod and Custom Association, where they host legendary classic car shows around the United States. I don't think there's any car gal or car guy that 
doesn't know about Good Guys. Good Guys brings together hot rodders of all styles, families, and vintage auto enthusiasts for weekends of very good times. I've been to many of them here in Puyallup and a couple other places around the country. He joined Good Guys as Director of Marketing in 2011 and became VP of Business Operations and Marketing in 2014. And then in 2018, he became COO. His career started over 25 years ago where he has enjoyed successful roles in event marketing and entertainment. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Andrew more about good guys and hot rods and cars, but first a word from our valued sponsors that make this show possible. Give them a listen, give them a little love, keep your seatbelt on. We'll be right back. Do you have a pet in your household that loves to go for a ride? Our pets are part of our families, but they can be very hard on your vehicle's interior. Well, Covercraft has you covered. They offer a wide variety of solutions to protect your vehicle's interiors from Fido's rough treatment. Canine cargo area covers are padded for comfort and provide door-to-door protection. Pet pads have built-in features to keep cargo areas and seats protected. Covercraft solutions cover cargo areas, bucket or bench seats, and protect from damaging claws, pet fur, hair, mud, moisture, and that occasional drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's delicate surfaces. Choose from a variety of styles and colors that cover almost every vehicle made. Is your dog getting a little old? Covercraft even has a pet ramp so your trusted companion can get himself into and out of your vehicle. Here's something special to you from me at Cars Yeah. If you go to Covercraft.com and use the code Yeah120, Y-E-A-H-120, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. Go to Covercraft.com today and use the code YA120 and you'll get this special 10% off. Tell Fido it's from me. That's Covercraft.com. Use YA120 at checkout. Covercraft, they've got you covered. Woof. American Collectors Insurance, that's how I now protect my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Are you insuring your classic vehicles on your regular daily driver auto policy? then your special vehicles are at risk. Your regular auto insurance carrier won't tell you how much you'll get until after a claim, and more than likely, you'll be in for a rude awakening. With agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. If you're driving your collector car less than 5,000 miles a year, do what I did. Call American Collectors Insurance and get your very own agreed value policy tailored to your specific vehicle. If you're like me, you're picky about who works on your special ride. A great policy allows you to choose your repair shop of choice, and that means you'll know the job is done right. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did at American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Andrews, we continue on this journey. I'm going to call your life today. I'd love for you to start with a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking since we're talking about hot rods here today. So, Andrew, grab the wheel. I think something I live by from a mantra is just always maintaining the ability to look in the mirror. It's super important to have the ability to understand your role in any type of a situation, both good and bad. And uh, it's something that I preach to my employees. I preach to my family. 
you know, when things aren't going good, you're playing a role somehow, some way. And you have to be able to look in the mirror to understand what role you're playing in order to be able to potentially fix that that situation. And so for me, I think that's one of the cornerstones of my approach to life and how I kind of walk through every day. You know, it's so important. What's, what was that Michael Jackson song on the man in the mirror, mm-hmm. you know, that he did? I remember the video was very unique for the time, but I think you're right. So let me ask you this. What are some of the things that you do when you take a look in the mirror? Oh, and we're going to talk about a challenging time. We'll do that in a little bit that you found is very beneficial and maybe a couple tricks and tips to that concept that you shared with your coworkers that have helped them as well. Well, I, I think... You know, I can kind of reach on this one, and, and a lot of the times it has to do with your relationships you have with people. You know, I think that that's one of the things that as a leader in an organization of any size, you know, your staff, your your associates, the the people you work with every day, they come in all shapes and sizes, right, in all different kinds of people. And you're not going to get along on a personal level maybe with everybody. You're always going to have a situation here or there where potentially you just don't click with somebody or potentially they don't click with you. And it's really important to to understand how you can affect change with that situation, right? It may not be a situation where you're going to be best friends with the person. That may not be it, but you have to be able to have a strong working relationship. And this is with family too. You you don't always get along well with everybody in family. And so- Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing, right? Yeah. So- I think that, you know, when you are having these challenges, again, it's really, really important to be able to understand, you know, that role you're playing in those fundamental challenges. What is it that you said? What is it that you did? What is it you didn't say or didn't do? There is always going to be something that you played a role in. You're never going to be a clean slate in any kind of a situation like that. So for me, I think those are it really does kind of come down to the personal relationships that you have. And, and that to me is one of the most important things in life. I mean, it may be the most important thing in life is your personal relationships because at the end of the day, nothing else really matters. Right. Right. So it's important. Absolutely. I've always said communication, great communication is the key to our success and lack of communication is the reason for our failures. But a lot of times you don't think of it this way. And I had somebody, a mentor of mine years ago say, how is your relationship with yourself? Yeah, that's and see that's that goes back to what we started the conversation off about, you know, that that time with yourself is really important and you have to be honest with yourself. It's one of the toughest things to do. You uh, you know, I've always kind of said that sometimes, you know, your biggest victories come from your biggest failures. Yes. A lot of times, yes. right? And if you don't learn from those failures, you're not going to be successful. But what it is is, you know, the strongest the strongest leaders we've ever had in the in the world all have had major failures. Oh yeah. It's their ability to kind of pick themselves up, dust themselves off, you know, get back on that horse again and, and get back to those, you know, potential times. But you can't forget about why you failed. And that's one of the keys is if you forget that, see old, you know, well, I forget what the saying is, but it's something like though those who forget history are doomed to repeat it, Dude, kind of. Oh a thing. yeah, yeah. And and that's what it boils down to for for me personally. And so I take every failure as an opportunity to grow and to be motivated. To be quite frank, um, you know, when I was younger, I had a very bad habit of leaving the office every day, feeling like I never did enough. And I tend to carry that habit even today. And so I go home and I feel bad that maybe I should have stayed that extra 
I should have stayed that extra half an hour and got that extra project done. And while that can be looked upon as unhealthy by some, for me, it was a great motivator. And it's what separated me from, I think, other people in the organization at the time, wherever I was. And it's why I was able to be a little bit more successful, maybe in the long run. And and so, you know, creating motivation for yourself is really important. Uh, like I said a second ago, it's just it can be a differentiation factor for a lot of people. And it can be what sets you apart from other people. Oh, absolutely. I've had so many great inspiring automotive enthusiasts here on Cars Yeah. One was a, a woman who said, every January 1st, I set my New Year's resolution to fail 100 times in the new year. And I <laughs> yeah. said, OK, explain that a little further. And she said, because that means I'm going to try 100 new things and I'm probably not going to do them very well, but at least I'm going to try them and I'm going to learn from them. And I've always yeah. I've always re reminded me of that. Well, let's talk about good guys. I you know, we're going to dive in and I've alluded to it twice now that we're going to talk about challenges in a minute. And when you run an event organization and you're hit with a challenge called COVID-19, uh, it's overwhelming. But first, I want to talk about the good old days of good guys and the good days to come, because we will come out of this and things will be better, maybe just not as soon as we would like them to be. So tell my listeners who maybe don't know a lot about good guys, or maybe there's one or two that have not heard of good guys. I think everybody has. What good guys is all about, what you guys are all about, what you're trying to do and what gets you and your team so excited and fired up every day. Yeah, to kick it off, Mark, it's, you know, we're all about cool cars, cool people, and good times. That's really ultimately what it boils down to. And that's how it all started back in 1983 when Gary Metters and his wife Marilyn decided that they were going to create this experiment called Good Guys. It was never, I don't believe, intended to grow into what it is today. And I think that's the genius behind it. Ultimately, Gary just wanted an opportunity to get all of his buddies together to hang out with their cars and bring the wives out and the families out. Yeah. And, and he accomplished that. And I think even he would sit back, you know, if he was still with us today, he'd still tell you, you know, I don't know if it would ever got to where it was. And he, he had, he took like a, you know, like every great business person, you know, he took a lot of risks, you know, he had right. to mortgage the house and, you know, there's stories about, uh, we still have them here at, you know, we, there were stories at some point, the Metters family, they were selling flamed hot rod shoes to make it through the winter because that's what they had to do. And they would order big containers of uh, these shoes in from overseas and they'd come in with the wrong size. And our president, Mark, would tell stories about having to fill out the UPS log and then being upset because people sent them back because the sizes were off and just stories like that. So it's a really great American success story that has blossomed into now what is, you know, a common a common name in the hot riding oh, yeah. community. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's been, uh, like any company, there's been good years, there's been tough years, and obviously 2020 is unprecedented. But, you know, the history of the company is what's going to propel the future, and that's what the exciting part is for us. Right. Well, when you think about good guys, if I was new to good guys or you were trying to convince me I should spend a day or two at a good guys event in all the events you have, how would you explain what a good guys event is all about? Well, the first thing I would say is don't overthink it. That's the first thing <laughs> okay. because uh, it, good guys, really what it is, is just a, it's an automotive happening. What it is, is an opportunity to come out and check out a bunch of cool cars, enjoy a bunch of cool people. The hot running community is, you know, Mark, the people that make it up are some of the greatest people you can, you can run into. Oh, yeah. They're friendly. They're, they're helpful. It, it, it's something that's very special. It's something that I noticed when I got into this industry from the very minute was how different it was from other industries I was in. But ultimately, 
Like I said, don't overthink it. Just come on out, enjoy yourself. Now, if you're a car guy, there's a lot of different ways to get involved, right? You can put your car in the show. You can put them on display and hang out with your other car friends that are in your neighborhood, whoever the deal is. There's that component of it. If you're just a spectator and you want to come out with a bunch of buddies and have a couple of cold drinks and corn dogs, you can do that as well. If you're a family and you want to just come out to a nice, safe, fun environment that your kids are not going to see things that they don't want them to see. That's what good guys can bring. And so we just really try and bring the community together. And community is a very important part of what we try and and accomplish because what we do realize is that our community is not just the automotive community. It's also the communities in which we host our shows. And it's very important for us to remember that we are the guests a lot of time when we come into those markets, Mm, right? We're the outsiders who come in to promote the show. So it's very important for us to make sure that that local community understands how valued they are, um, how important they are to what we do. And I think that is the unique component of a good guy's show is that without the car guys, you don't get the spectators, right? Without the spectators, you don't get the car guys. And without both of those, you don't get the vendors and the manufacturers to come out. So there's very much a holistic approach on what Good Guys is all about. And it does take everyone to produce that show. They're huge. Yeah, I started taking my kids there when they were little, and it's such a good family-friendly place. I'm a car guy, so anything that rolls on rubber, I'm going to love. I'm going to love the experience. But you, you yeah. hit the nail on the head. It's what I've learned doing this podcast for six and a half years now. It's all about the people, and the people are so wonderful. They're happy to be there. And the great thing is, with the cars that are on display, the people are there. You can go up and ask them about the cars and get excited. My son, when he was little, got excited. Some guy had taken a VW Bug and made it into a hot rod. So he had chopped it down, put these big hot rod wheels, taken the fenders off. And my son just went, whoa, that's like the coolest (laughs) thing I've ever... I mean, we even considered building one together for a while. My wife just kept going, are you sure about this? You know? They're just such such fun things and a good way to present new products and brands and things to people and also show that community that car people are good stewards. They're good people. And uh, you should come and be a part of this fun thing, too, and to entice people to attend the events and see things they've never seen before. Hot rods, builds, customs. I mean, there's so the, the eclectic mix, rat rods. There's so many things. And when you first go there, you go, well, it's more than just this kind of vehicle. There's all different kinds of vehicles there and all kinds of different people. It's super important that you said that because I think that sometimes good guys gets looked upon as all we are is, you know, old American cars, right? This traditional hot rods. And that's Mm -hmm. not the case. We're an example of trends at the end of the day because our shows ultimately mirror what's happening in the in the car community from what's happening in people's garages. What are they building in the garages to the big builders out there that are building big butt cars? I think at the end of the day, when you come to a good guy show, you're going to see what the latest, hottest trends are. And we've seen it, you know, since I've been here in 2011, you know, we've seen the muscle cars and trucks just blow up at our shows, right? And then you start taking that and fragment that down anymore. And you start getting into uh, the different styles of, of body work that goes into them, you know, the patina phase and, you know, yeah. all these, like, everything changes. And so that's what's kind of cool because it's a real reflection of what the industry is doing right now and where it's heading. Every year we go to SEMA. That's what we go to SEMA for is because we can ultimately see, okay, this is where our industry is going to be in in, in the next upcoming year. We can see it clearly, right? But what happens is is we come off SEMA, then you go to the shows, but now you get to see that evolution kind of in process. And I think for those kinds of people who are interested in exploring and learning about automotive history, about 
the future. That's what you're going to be able to get at a good guy's show. And, and your point's well taken. Not only can you go out to talk to car guys who own the cars, car gals who own the cars, but you can talk to the manufacturers about the latest products and services that they're offering. You can go to the swap meet and pick up stuff that you just can't find anywhere. I mean, it ultimately is a, it's a hodgepodge of people that come together for one common goal, and it's really magical at the end of the day. The creativity is exemplary. It's just absolutely will blow you away. I mean, in, in so oh. many different capacities. Well, let's talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room just briefly here. When you run an event and basically something called COVID and the government shuts you down, first and foremost, how have you and your colleagues been? Has everybody been healthy and okay? Yeah, very fortunately, we've all been very healthy. It's been, I think, across the family, it's been very good. But it's been tough. You know, we've had to, we've had some staff reduction and stuff like that. That's been normal for a lot of businesses. Mm-hmm. But overall, you know, I would say that it's been as good as COVID can allow you to be good. I mean, right. it's it's a weird thing to say, but I mean, we're continuing to to push as hard as we can. Have you done some things to pivot a little bit to still keep people somewhat engaged this year, even though they can't go to your events? Absolutely. I mean, you know, this hit like so quickly, you know, it it was strange because we actually happened to be down in Texas at at, uh, Texas Motor Speedway the weekend that effectively the country got shut down, whatever it was. was, March March 19th, I think, was the actual. Ah, yeah. If I look at it, we were down there. It was March 13th. It was Friday because we actually opened. Oh, Friday the 13th. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. it was so weird because we're, you know, we're out here in California and it, and I remember leading up to the event, you know, the week of the, I think it was the week of March 2nd or whatever. I'm looking at my calendar and there was happenings. You could, you knew something was going on, but I don't think we understood. It, it seemed in California things were happening, but I started paying attention to outside news because I knew we had events coming up in Texas. I knew we had events coming up in Arizona. Right. So I was starting to follow the local news outlets over there and it didn't seem like they were taking it as serious as we were. And then I remember landing, like I think it was the Wednesday or Thursday prior to the show. I think it was Wednesday in Dallas, Fort Worth. And I remember listening to the radio and it was still like, this isn't real. This really isn't happening. It was local news talk in the Texas area. And it uh, it was strange to me because I'm like, wow, I came from this one environment in California where everything is, wow, man, this is serious, serious. I come down here to Texas now and it seemed like it, it wasn't that serious component like it was back in California. And so, you know, as we walked into the event, we were like, okay, this is interesting. What's going on? And then of course, Friday, we got the show open. And then that night at the close of the show, we got effectively shut down. And so it was amazingly quick. It just happened just like that. And we were a little shell-shocked by it because all of a sudden, you know, what do you mean we can't put our show on? We already opened the gates on Friday. So, you know, immediately we get back here to the office and it becomes very clear to us that things have changed very dramatically and things will be changed for a while, but by no shape or form did we think it was going to be like it is now. Right. Yeah. I think, I think most of us thought, ah, this is maybe a five, six week thing and then we'll, we'll be back to normal. So yeah, it's required us to make a lot of, um, of pivots. And so what we did do is we immediately started to create some new online digital components to kind of engage our, our audience. Right. So we came out, we did a couple of virtual car shows, which were pretty darn successful. I think the first car show we did online, we got about 30,000 unique people coming in that weekend and checking it out. So we were like, wow, this is cool. Uh, we did a second one a few weeks later and it waned off a little bit, but by that point, everybody was doing something quote unquote virtual. Virtual, right? right. So you could see everybody was starting to realize, wait a minute, this is going to take a little bit longer than maybe we thought. And so 
I think the digital landscape got flooded with a lot of things. So then we started creating some other things. We created some programs called Get In Your Garage to challenge people to get into their garage and help sell parts and get that stuff. So we really understood that we needed to stand by our partners at that point. Right. So I think that's what we've really focused on over the last uh, I guess now six, seven, eight months, whatever. It feels it's like been. 10 years, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, losing time on this thing. But that became our real focus was, is okay, we've got these partners that have invested in good guys. We can't do the events the way we would like to do them. We have to find new outlets. We have to find new ways to try and help with whatever we can. And we were finding that that was pretty much the the approach that most of the industry was taking, most right. of the media industry. And it's important that people understand that we do consider ourselves part of the media at Good Guys. You know, we publish a monthly magazine. We've got multiple websites. We've got hundreds of thousands of social media followers. So we did feel like it was our job and one of our responsibilities was to continue to push the industry. Right. And that was really well received. And I think that it really helped us and, and ultimately paid dividends. I think as far as, you know, what it's taught us is a lot. You know, we were able to do some events and, you know, we, we did a couple of events over the summer. We did a show in Des Moines, Iowa, which was a nice break because we hadn't been able to do anything. And so July 4th weekend, we got to go hang out in Des Moines with those people and had a great time with them. We were able to do a show a couple weeks later in Salt Lake. But effectively, that's all we've done. We've got a show coming up in uh, next weekend in Scottsdale. But yeah, I think ultimately where it's really kind of helped us, which it sounds funny to say COVID has helped us, but I think it's really helped us reset a little bit on our approach moving forward. So we've had the opportunity now to really dig deep into some of our current practices, our current processes, our current philosophies, and ask a lot of questions. And it's driving us now to improve our product as we go forward, because we recognize the fact that if we don't make good adjustments and if we don't continue to push ourselves it could be a tough exit, you know, out of 2020 into 2021. So our goal right now is to definitely not curl up in a fetal position. Our goal is to continue to keep the foot on the gas and push hard and develop new technologies, new philosophies, and provide the best, you know, a better product than you've ever seen before from good guys. That's our goal as we move into 2021. Awesome. Yeah. Kudos to you guys. That's great. That's great. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back, I'm going to dive into your personal passion for cars. So keep the seatbelt on. We're rolling with the good guys. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years 
with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, you start Adobe Road Winery. It's located in Petaluma, California, and he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today, I'm going to talk about Shift. This wine was awarded 93 points by Robert Parker's Wine Advocate. It's balanced and spicy with dark blueberries and a cigar aroma. The unique bottle shape features a vintage-inspired metal gated shift back with carbon fiber, and the cork is topped with a five-speed shift knob. That's right. There's going to be some battles at the dinner table on who gets to keep the cork after this bottle has been enjoyed. The Racing Series is a delicious gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout and get $10 off your purchase from the Racing Series today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to adoberoadwines.com and use the code CARSYEAH today. Cheers! All right, we're back. Andrew, what instigated your personal passion for cars? What was that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed a car guy? That's such a good question. There's a couple that kind of popped out at me, and and one of them was a movie that I watched back in the day, and I got absolutely blown away by the car. And it was, if you're familiar with the movie Boys in the Hood with Ice Cube, there was an Impala in that. I think they called it Touch of Gold was the name of it. It was on Lowrider Magazine front cover, and I became absolutely blown away and infatuated by that car. And I think it's the first car that ever kind of hit me and went... You know, cars are cool because I didn't grow up in a traditional car family. I grew up in a single parent home and uh, didn't have a lot of uncles or, you know, my dad wasn't around. So I didn't have anybody pushing me in that direction. So I think I got it from the movies. And that car kind of stimulated me to go, wait a minute, cars need to get on my radar. These are super cool. So I think that was probably the inspirational point. And then I started to really kind of think of it more from a guy perspective of, I need to have a cool car. Cool cars <laughs> yeah. is the key, you know? So I think that that's where my passion really began. And I don't remember how old I was. I, I, I know I was in high school, but it hit me like a ton of bricks. I can tell you that, Mark. Oh, definitely. Well, what was your first really special car? That car you got in your life that you went, yeah, I finally got it. I've been wanting this for a while. That's, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's so funny because I, I went so far in such a short amount of time. Um, I'll tell you a really funny little story. My very first car was absolutely awful. So when I got the first, when I got to the car, I really loved, it was a huge difference. My very first car, my, it was a 1980 powder blue Ford Fiesta that I would drive around and I'm, I'm six foot three. I'm not a, a, a small man. It was probably a, a heck of a look seeing me drive into the high school parking lot <laughs> yeah. now. How's he fit in that thing? <laughs> it, yeah, it was funny, but no, my, the car that really was my first baby, if you will, is I, you know, I ended up getting this '86 Chevy S10 from my cousin. I bought it from her and spent some time on this car. Loved the car. Ended up slamming the truck. It became a mini truck. I put a, you know, custom paint job on it. 
shaved the uh, the handles off the door, had pop locks on it. It was a single cab, so I stuck a bazooka tube in the back. And, nice. you know, I, I thought it was the coolest thing in the history. And it's funny because I still talk to uh, – I've got a, a good friend who's a builder, you know, Jonathan Goldsby from Goldsby Customs. Oh, yeah. And we joke all the time that our goal is we got to get another 86 S10. At some point, somehow, <laughs> we got to make this happen because he has kind of the same vibe. But yeah. that was really my first – my first hot rod. And uh, I miss that truck. I miss that truck a lot. Very cool. Nice memory. Well, I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here, Andrew. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is more how you perceive your personality as a vehicle. What would Andrew Ebel be? And more importantly, why? Uh, that's pretty clear to me. I I think I'd be the Griswold family truckster. <laughs> okay. It's just a random car, right? But yeah. I think there, there's a lot of reasons for it. I think it's um, it's not the coolest car. It's not the most attractive car. <laughs> yeah. But it brings a smile to your face, and it got the Griswold family all the way to California. You know, it went through a lot, and I think that's the whole point of it. Is I kind of liken myself to that. You know, you're not the best looking guy. You know, you're you're not the smartest dude in the room. <laughs> You say some things sometimes that maybe people will kind of smile at, but at the end of the day, you're reliable, you're trustworthy, you got me there. And, and again, I, that vehicle, every time I see it, it still brings a smile to my face. So uh, that'd probably be, probably be me. Nicely thought through. I love that answer. You're the first one to answer that way, by the way. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm the surprised. Griswold family trucks. I don't think anybody else has selected that vehicle. So, uh, But more importantly, I like the reasons why. All right, we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions, get some quick blips of that Griswold family truckster throttle <laughs> from you as answers. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your many successes in life? I think I mentioned it earlier. It's never feeling like I did enough that day. It's what drives me to kind of get up the next day and keep pushing. And I think that's a really important part of my motivation on a daily basis. Oh, absolutely. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anybody in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Elon Musk. Yeah. That guy's crazy. I that know. guy's crazy. <laughs> I'd love to spend some time with him. His mind just operates on a level that I, I'm sure there wouldn't be a lot of conversation. It'd probably just be me uh, listening to him, you know. So, yeah. But for sure, Elon. Oh, yeah. I know. I've I've actually tried to get him on this show. He's kind of busy. I think he's running what five companies now. You know. I mean, I don't know how he. I don't know. I think he's an alien. I think that the reason he wants to go to Mars is to get back home. He lives on the other side with this whole colony of magical people that have another brain matter going on. But uh, yeah, 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 he's incredible. Absolutely. Well, how about when it comes to automotive advice someone else has ever offered you? What's the best advice you've received? Uh, it's not about what you like. I think that's really an important part is, you know, when here at Good Guys, you know, it's really easy. You're surrounded by cars all the time and having your own opinion on a car. Yeah. You got to be careful that that doesn't override the the greater goal of what you're trying to do. So we're always constantly reminding. That was something that Gary would remind me of. Gary uh, Metters, our founder, was like, always remember it's not what you like, whether we're picking out cars for T-shirts or whether we're picking awards at shows, you know. Stay focused on the greater goal. And I think that's a really important part, especially in our business. It's a hard thing to do when you have kind of a, a path that you go down. Uh, that's why I always try to remind myself, if it rolls on rubber, I love it. 
uh, because everything yeah. has something new to offer. And that's a great thing. Even if you don't think you're into hot rods, go to a good guy's because you know what? Afterwards, you might see some things that you didn't even realize that you liked uh, just by experiencing them and being there with the people who show the enthusiasm. So I think that's great. Now, when it comes to resources, uh, I'm going to say good guys is a great resource for everybody to go and experience. Is there another great resource you might want to share? You know, I mean, I, I just think staying in tune with with the various media outlets is really important. I mean, there's some great, great stuff out there. But um, the one I, I enjoy, I, I do love the shop. You know, their newsletter comes out and I'm very much glued to that. But I also find a lot of information on, you know, a lot of other sites. You know, I, I enjoy going to like Thrillist and looking at some of their their information on cars and some of the things like that. But I try and keep it as varied as possible. So I get a lot of different you know, a lot of different views. I think that's really important. Yeah. That open-mindedness is what's really important. And um, and so, you know, there's nothing that really stands out at me, but I just suggest read as much as you can. Simple as that. It's at our fingertips. Read as much as you can. Yeah. I'll pitch my own website. Fuelcurve.com is a fun site to go to because it's super random for good guys. And you can take a look at that. But it's a good example. That was a website that we created because it allowed us to kind of not just do what people thought good guys would do. It allowed us to kind of talk about the cars we all like because I think people automatically think that, oh, the people at good guys are all about hot rods. Well, we like late models too. We like imports too. We yeah. like, I mean, we like all that stuff, uh -huh. right? So we created that site for ourselves just because we wanted to do something like that. So yeah. that's fuelcurb.com? Fuelcurve.com. Oh, curve Fuel as in curving yeah. roadways. Okay. Yep. Fuel curve. Very cool. Yeah. I love it. I'll make sure I put links to all those on Andrew's show notes page so you can yeah. find those. How about a book you've read? Is there one you'd like to share? One that I usually talk to my younger, uh, my younger, my, my, my children, my sons in particular, but the one that I've kind of always loved is a book called The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever read it, oh, but yeah. it's, it's about life path. It's yeah. about, you know, at the end of the day, Everyone's got their own, I think they, it was quote unquote a personal legend and, and your ability to understand that not to worry about what other people are doing, worry about your own life path. And right. if you do that and you stay true to yourself, you're going to hit your goals. And that's a book that I suggest to a lot of young people. It's a great book. I, I, I'll tell you a funny little note on that. A really cool heartwarming note is I had told my young son who's 23 now, almost 23, when he started college, I said, I want you to read this book. And I kind of had forgotten. And one day we were talking not long ago, and I'm like, you know, I got to get you this book. If I haven't given it yet, I got to make sure you get this book, The Alchemist. He goes, Dad, you gave me that book like five, six years ago. <laughs> he goes, I love that book. It's my favorite book. And it was one of those things where I went, all right, cool. Yeah. I got to remember, number one, who I give the books to. But <laughs> you know, number two, I understand the impact it had. So I, I definitely think that's a good one for, oh, for yeah. everybody. It's a classic. Yeah. Uh, I do the same Absolutely. thing. It's funny. I do the same thing with my kids along with another book called Who Moved My Cheese? And, oh, uh, which love is, that. Yeah, which is all about change yeah. and, and being adaptable to change and so forth. But The Alchemist is uh, is a classic. And it's an easy read. It's one of those books I try to pick up every year and reread it. Uh, you just learn something a little bit new, reminded of things a little bit new. The Who Moved My Cheese is a great business book. I mean, it's a fundamental business book, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's one of the greatest books, and I actually implemented that when I got to Good Guys. It was a read that we did here mm. because I felt it was so – along with Good to Great, of course. You know, you got to get a oh, couple yeah. of those. Yeah, Jim Collins' book. Awesome. Oh, yeah, but yeah. you're right. Who Moved My Cheese? Great great pick. Yeah, and it's good. The reason I gave it to my kids when they went to college is because they were about to encounter big change in their life, and, and they need to be adaptable and to remind them that you're going to keep seeing big changes. You need to be adaptable. Uh, 
you know, so you survive. So, cause people are going to be moving your cheese your whole life. <laughs> you got to keep seeking the cheese, right? It's yeah. not going to always be where it always was. Yeah. Right? Mom, especially, this year. <laughs> especially this year, boy, they moved our cheese, the whole block, everything. Yeah. All right. We're up to the checkered flag here, Andrew. This last question would be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car today. Any car in the world, any car you've ever seen, any car you want to see, doesn't matter. I'm going to park it in your garage. But as my listeners know, a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. You got to keep it. So it's got to check all the boxes. I want you to drive it. No garage queens or dust collectors allowed here. But it's the only one cool collector car you can have. So it needs to kind of do everything for you that you want a collector fun car to do. So what am I going to buy Andrew Evil today? I would say probably a 66 VW Microbus. I think oh, that's kind okay. of, I think that's to me, it's, it's been a car that for the last 20 or so years, I've always looked at, I've loved them. I'm a NorCal guy born and raised. And so they've been kind of part of the fabric of the, the California culture for a long time, but there's something about those that's just special. Every time I see one, I'm drawn to it. If it's the only vehicle out in the field, the only VW microbus, I'm going right to that bus for my first photo of the day. There's just something about them that just, it's its so NorCal to me, I think. And it's just something that I just, I love it. I love that vehicle. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing yeah. it's got to be a 21 window, right? Absolutely. I mean, it wouldn't, that's the whole reason for that year for me. So, and I see them, you know, it's crazy because they're not cheap. Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, you know, cheap. you're better than some of my guests who want, uh, you know, Ferrari GTOs and things. So, you know, at least we're not in the million dollar mark, but they have become very expensive. Now, I have a little option for you with that. I had a great guest on the show who's down south of you. He has a company called Z Electric, David Bernardo. Have you heard of them? Yes. Yeah. I've seen some of their stuff online. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where they yeah. actually take those things and they convert them to electric vehicles he does a marvelous job and he also can go in and beef up the suspension a little bit they're much quicker so he, he need to beef up the suspension and the control a little bit because those things are kind of like rolling bricks you know i was gonna say when you start adding all the batteries in i know that that was one of the challenges they had originally on that was the yeah. weight of the vehicles right yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah exactly well they were always pushed by a little 1300 1400 1600 engine so they didn't go that fast to begin with so yeah. you put electric motor in those things and they start to really roll and do you have a color option just so I get you the right one. Oh, uh, a two-tone red and white. Red I'll and take white. that. Okay. Yeah. yeah I mean, you choice. can deliver that next week. Okay. <laughs> I'll be hanging out okay. in the rain, in the snow, anything. Yeah. They're very cool. Well, Andrew, you've taken me on a fun ride. I knew this would be great dealing with the good guys and with you. Uh, I want to thank you for being my guest today. Before I let you go, could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off down the coast highway in that 1966 21 window VW microbus? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, for me, I think it's just keep pushing yourself. You know, accept failure and turn that failure into motivation for future success. I mean, I think that's truly what it boils down to is I don't care how old you are, how young you are, keep pushing yourself. You can always do better. You can always do more. Just keep pushing. Yeah, keep you're, pushing. you're a great inspiration, Andrew. Thank you for that. What's the best way for people to learn more about good guys? For sure. Uh, head over to our website, which is uh, good-guys.com. And uh, you can learn all about our events. You can learn uh, how to become a member. We have a, a membership that gets you a subscription to our magazine that comes out 12 times a year. Uh, check out our other website, fuelcurve.com, like we talked about. There's plenty of ways to get involved. Um, you don't have to just live near our show. Like I said, just follow us online. Follow us on social media. Come along for the ride and, and just have a good time. That's all it's about. 
Yeah, it's all it's about. And you definitely will have a good time when we all can get out and be together again, for sure. Uh, listeners, you can find everything that uh, Andrew shared today on his very own Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Andrew Ebel, E-B-E-L is how you spell that last name, and you'll find everything listed right there. I want to do a quick thank you to Tyler Clemenson at Con Media for introducing me to you, Andrew. Uh, the folks at Con Media bring me so many great guests, wonderful uh, people there, and of course, Dan Con. Uh, the founder of that company has been a guest not too long ago here on Cars Yeah, so you can learn more about Dan and how he's built that brand. Andrew, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, for sharing the amazing events that you and your team put on. I can't wait to get back to a good guy show. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. You're welcome. This has been fun. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!